0: Yo, what is up, ambitious listeners? My name is Dylan Prey. So, today's episode is a really good one. I sat down with Antonio Shelton, defensive tackle for the Penn State Nittany Lions. He sat down and talked with me about his upcoming goals for this season individually and for the team as a whole. We talked about the new reality that the team will face due to the coronavirus pandemic, how they'll prepare for the upcoming season, and hopefully, if they have a season. It's a good interview. We shot it a while ago, so uh, some of the stuff may have changed, but for the most part, Antonio sat down and we really had had a great conversation talking about the future of Nittany Lions football and his individual future, which could include the NFL. I also began the senior spotlight. So what this will be is Every week we are going to honor one, two, or three seniors in my life that I know or in general and tell their stories and give them a moment to shine because their moment was taken away because of the coronavirus pandemic. Today's senior spotlight is on Jenna Borco and Hannah Kaplan. So enjoy this episode and it will begin after a quick word from our presenting sponsor, Anchor. Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's guest is an absolute beast from Penn State University. He is the Nittany Lions starting defensive tackle. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Antonio Shelton. Antonio, how is it going? Hey, man,
1: what's going on? Appreciate Appreciate you having
0: me on. Thanks for coming on. So kind of looking back on last season, I'm a pretty big Penn State fan. How would you say last season went from your perspective?
1: Um, you know, obviously we fell short of our goal of, uh, you know, winning the national championship. That's everybody's goal, you know, every year. Um, my bad, I'm in my car. I don't see, but, um, uh, but, um, uh, I would say we definitely did a lot of good things. Um, uh, you know, New Year's 6 win is a good thing, but, you know, we, we still felt, fell short of our goal. Um, still think we did a lot of great things, you know, the. uh, you know, there's always a bunch of question marks, you know, here and there. Um, but I that, you know we answer those questions. We got a lot of young guys that are coming back. Um, you know, that are all Americans. You got guys like Micah and Pat and you know, had a couple guys leave, you know, um, you know, with dreams of the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm excited for those dudes, you know what I'm saying, 'cause you know, they're my friends. But playing last season was um it just showed, you know, what we can do and what we're capable of, and just gave us a a, a good building block to uh, to build off of for this year.
0: Now, Robert Windsor was an anchor on that defensive line last year, as was Yuturro Grossmontos. With them leaving, you're going to be stepping up a little more, especially as a senior next year. Do you feel you're ready for that leadership role?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, you know, Rob being the only fifth year guy in the room last year, mm-hmm. you know, it was a. Uh, um, he had to, you know, take on that leadership, just being the oldest dude in the room. Um, you know, Ytor was a big presence. You know, Ytor just make a play happen. Um, I, t- I try not to, you know, overthink things. Mm-hmm. I just do, you know, what my uh, my coaches ask me to do, what my team needs me to do. And, you know, I don't try to make things, you know, more, like, bigger than they are. But, you know, I'm I'm prepared to, you know, do whatever it takes to win.
0: Now with a lot of um players like you mentioned especially on the offense as well like KJ Hamler leaving for the NFL some dynamic pieces are leaving but you said you still got have a lot of talent next year Sean Clifford Mika Parsons yourself um some very talented players on that team what is the expectations for the squad next year
1: Um the expectation is the same thing that that has been every single year since I got here when I was a, when I was a freshman um, that was 2016. We won a Big Ten championship. You know, a lot of people can make the argument that we should have been in the playoffs. And you know, it didn't happen. 2017, that's a national championship team, too. Didn't happen. 2018 didn't happen. Last year, it didn't happen. So, you know, the expectation is always the same thing. It's win a national championship. You got to bring it home. You know, there's 100-something and something teams, I think, or whatever. But at the end of the year, it's only one team with the gold trophy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just the same thing every year. And the only thing we got to do is figure out is how to separate ourselves because, you know, we're fighting for inches. Football is a game of inches. You know, a mistake here, a mistake there, it cost you a game. So we're just trying to find a way to eliminate the mistakes. Just win. That's really it.
0: Now, you guys did have some change in the coaching staff as well, as you went from Coach Sean Spencer left in January to head to the New York Giants staff under Joe Judge. You guys got John Scott Jr. from South Carolina to become your new defensive line coach. What Have you had any communication with him to this point, and what has that been with the leaving of Coach Spencer and now having uh, Coach Scott as the new defensive line coach? Uh, coach, Scott, coach
1: Scott is real cool. He's a really cool guy. I mean, he's He's a lot different from Spence, um, just personality-wise. Not in a bad way. It's just that Spence is a is a maniac, mm-hmm. and he talk to anybody. He'll they'll will tell you that he's a maniac in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach God is cool. He didn't he didn't come in and try to, you know, he came in and he he kind of understood what the, like the temperature of the room was, just because you know Coach Spencer is like a. It was like a dad to a lot of us, you know. Mm-hmm. Just speaking personally, it was like a, a father figure to me. And um, now he's been my coach for four years, and but nobody, it wasn't really hostile when he came in. You know, everybody, you know, yeah. we understood why Coach Vince, you know, did what he did, and it's not any hard feelings because, you know, of course you want to see you, you want to see people that you care about succeed and you know move mm-hmm. up. So uh yeah yeah coach scott is cool he has a lot of um a lot of experience he's he uh has a lot of things that you know that he can bring into our game to you know help elevate us he was um we just brought Dion barnes in as well mm-hmm. who uh who's a letterman here to help us out as a, a ga and him and Dion were uh with the new york jets together mm-hmm. uh when Dion was playing for them and uh So, yeah, it's a lot of, you know, NFL experience and terminology and just little different things, you know, that can um, just help us elevate our game. So it should be cool. I'm excited to go to work with Coach Scott. He's real cool. Um, Yeah.
0: Now, with all that NFL terminology and with a lot of the um, NFL mindset that comes with Coach Scott and, as you mentioned, uh, Deion Barnes, how do you feel that's gonna change your game in any way towards maybe moving it even to a more ready for the NFL style?
1: Um, I think it's just gonna just gonna you know get me better. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I don't. I don't think you know Coach Franklin or Coach Bob bring bringing a coach that you know would make us worse. <laughs> um, you know anything like that? So just getting used to little things here and there. I mean, it's pretty much the it's not too hard to pick up on but then again i've you know i've seen like a little bit more football than the young guys have so um really it's just making sure that what i'm doing right now just you know cuz well we're supposed to be in spring ball right now but my main thing is making sure that these young guys you know like specifically the mid years making sure that they understand the playbook because These dudes were in high school a couple months ago, and the next thing they know, they just get thrown in the fire, and it's very easy to get burned. So just trying to make sure that, you know, they understand things, and that's really really where I'm at right now.
0: Now, how do you think Coach Spencer is going to fare at the next level with the Giants?
1: Man, look, (laughs) I have the utmost confidence in Coach Mm Spencer. Just because I know the type of person that he is, I know the type of coach that he is, and I just like he doesn't. He knows what he's doing, and he knows that he knows what he's doing, and I know that he has enough confidence in himself to, uh, you know, to not second guess his abilities. I think it's gonna be great. I don't really know too much about the Giants um, or their their D line really, but I know. that, Oh wait, now they just signed Jadeveon Clowney, so that's a weapon that he has now. Uh, I think I think Coach Smith is going to do great. I think he's going to do great things at the next level, just like
0: he did here. Now, as you, um, we're we'll transitioning here a little bit to your game. As you head to next year, a very big year for you. What is your biggest individual goal? Um, my individual goal is
1: to. Hmm, never really thought about that. To cool. be honest with you. Um, my main focus really right now is to just help my team. Like I said, I just want to win championships. Like as a freshman, I registered. Like I watched these these old guys who won the Big Ten championship, and it's like, yeah, I have a ring, but like I didn't contribute. I didn't play in this game. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I just want to win championships. I want to do whatever it takes to help my team win championships. I mean, obviously. Everybody has NFL dreams, so I feel like if my play can significantly help us win a championship, then I feel like the NFL will take care of itself just because if I'm making that big of a difference, then somebody has to notice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just working on, I just, right now, in the offseason, really what I like to focus on is just working on the little things, you know, just going over the film, like, oh, I didn't do this I didn't do this that well. I didn't do this that well. So just working on those little things and fine-tuning things, knocking the rust off of certain things like that, and just being the best football player
0: I can be. Now, coming from high school and then transitioning to Penn State, what was the process like ending up at Penn State, and how have you felt <laughs> you've grown in the years you've been there?
1: Um, My transition from high school to here was like night and day like my high school wasn't very good at all like and I, I played varsity for three years and in those three years I won five games total so mm-hmm. I was originally committed to uh, the University of Illinois as a junior like I committed like before my senior year because I wanted to like not have that in the back of my mind mm-hmm. uh, so then there was like a, because at the time, but I figured was i was like, all right, my team's not very good. I'm like, I can to go to these camps. Like that's really where I had to get my offers was like going to camps and like showing out pretty much. Because a lot of coaches weren't coming to see me play unless we were playing somebody else on another team who was very good. Um, just because it's like nobody wants to see somebody lose. Um. So. I had to go to camps and everything to, like, you know, showcase my skills. And then, like, then they were like, okay, Senator should to blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So, as a junior, I figured, you know what, this is the best I'm going to get. Um, University of Illinois, I was like, you know what, let's just go ahead and commit. So, I committed. And at the time, Coach Banks uh, was the the D.C. there, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> then, um, they had a, a coaching change, a couple coaching changes, and he left. And it was at that time where I started getting offers from other schools and, like, within the Big Ten, and I uh, I decommitted after being on an official at another school. And around that same time, uh, Coach Banks came here, and there was a couple guys who uh, decommitted or uh, something like that, and they had a spot for me. Coach Banks um, told them about me. And then I, I guess about like a week or so later, um, Coach Smith came to my school. And I, I'll never forget, my um, my high school coach at the time, I was sitting in uh, one of my teacher's classrooms, like just doing some like extra work or whatever. It wasn't really like a class. It was just like a little study hall period. Mm-hmm. He called me. He was like, hey, where you at? I was like, I'm in Mr. Boyd's room. He's like, okay. Uh, he's like, come to my, come to my room. Uh... Coach Smith from uh, Penn State is here. And I looked at the phone, oh, Penn State. I'm like, what? Okay. Hand the phone up, walk over to his room, and met Coach Terry for the first time. We took a picture. And I guess, so I asked them about it when I came on my official. They didn't think that I was as big as I am because everybody where I'm from is extremely large. Like, all the, all the teams that we play, like, we all everybody looks, the same size because we're all big. So they thought I was like five foot nine or something crazy like <laughs> So then, um, come with of my official. I asked them about it and they were like, yeah, no, we just wanted to see if you pass the eyeball test. Mm-hmm. And, then I, um, got the offer and I committed, um, the Sunday of my official visit weekend. And then, yeah, that was it. Then I got here. I had no idea what to expect. And, they just, they throw you in the fire, and they see if you get burnt. And the majority of us got burnt, but that's okay. Um, I feel like a, a red year here is very necessary for me to mm-hmm. really grow and develop and kind of appreciate things. Cause I, I, one thing I had to get comfortable with was, like, the idea that this takes time. Like, nothing, because, like, you see, you walk past the All-American Wall, you're like, I'm going to be on the wall. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you see mm-hmm. those dudes, but you're like, I want to be there I want that. You want to the award winners. Mm-hmm. Like, I want the, I want these awards. Like, I want to be that dude. But then it's like, you got to realize that this didn't just happen overnight. You know, like, it took years for these dudes to get to this type of level. Like, it's, it's not what you think it is. Like, this isn't a movie. Like, this is real life. Mm-hmm. So, I had to learn that, like, everybody's timing is different. So, uh, I, that's why I feel like my year is very necessary to me.
0: Now you've grown a lot in this time and you guys are big expectations ahead next season for you guys. Individually you noted your goals and everything. How realistic to you do you believe it is that the NFL is in your future?
1: I believe it's, it's very realistic. Um, I just I just from things that I've heard like from you know like scouts saying things. I really don't like to talk about myself a whole lot. I really like to talk about these type of things a whole lot, just Mm -hmm. because, like, I don't know. It's just kind of weird to me. But I've I've heard things like, yeah, like, he can play in the NFL, but I also know, you know, how quick things go. The NFL stands for not the long. So it's just a matter of, you know, how how high can I get myself drafted. Mm -hmm. And that depends on how well I play this year. So – you know, I, I mean, I don't have a taking criticism, you know, with my play. I mean, hey, nobody's perfect. I mean, I was watching something on Tom Brady yesterday, and, I mean, granted, Tom Brady is a whole different, you know, category within himself, but, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, uh, I believe I have a shot. I know I got a shot. Um, It's just the opportunity is there. Now it's just what do I do with it? You know what I mean? So I'm just trying to – win championships, and get
0: drafted as high as possible. That's great. And a lot of people have noted um, around Penn State your intensity and your already leadership ability. How do you feel that maybe on the field you're a beast, but off the field you noted your leadership abilities as well, but how do you feel that intensity and that passion you have for the game really um, uplifts the level of play on that defense? Well, one
1: thing, so I, um, I I kind of have, for for a long time. I kind of had a, a really big chip on my shoulder because I for a while I felt like I didn't belong here because the first art. Right, so the first person I met in my class was Shane at the spring game, mm-hmm. and everybody knows how Shane looks. Now I'm sitting here thinking like when I meet him, I'm like, all right, because you know I'm, I'm the biggest fish where I'm at, where I was at. Then I come and meet another big fish, and I'm like, all right, maybe I'm not as big of a fish as I thought I was. Like, like maybe I don't belong here. So I'll, I kind of have, uh, a, a, it used to be like really big, and I used to be really insecure about it. But my, like, I still have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder just because I had a lot of people tell me, um, you know, like, naysayers say oh you can't you can't go d1 out of your school blah 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 you can't do this you can't do that and even have friends and family like you know doubting my success and you know doubting my work ethic and things like that so to an extent I I'm so intense because I want to prove them wrong like every single time you know we step on the field like I don't want it. And fuck, I just love this. Like the game of football, I saved my life in multiple ways. You know, it gives me, you know, structure, and it gives me something to care about, and it gives me something to. It gives me discipline. You know, not saying I come from an undisciplined background, but it's like I don't do certain things because I know if I do this, football can be taken away from me. And like, it's giving me uh, a pretty big portion, you know, of my identity. You know, as a football player. And I, um, I just, I, I take, I take friendship, um, and my relationships, and you know my family and the brotherhood that we have, I take it very, very seriously, because you know I've lost friends. I've had, you know, multiple friends that have passed away. You know, my first football coach ever passed away a few years ago like, while I was in school. So I understand, you know, that, you know. Everybody everybody has a time when something ends. When football is going to end someday, you know, life is going to end someday. It's going to end someday. Like, someday I'm going to play my last football game. Mm-hmm. So, so, I take this very seriously, and I'm so enthusiastic about it because, I mean, number one, enthusiasm isn't negotiable to me. Like, I'm so I'm thankful to be here because I know what it took for me to get here like I didn't have a life my last two years of high school the only thing I did was wake up eat work out work out again and then go to sleep like I didn't do anything like I wanted this and I manifested it and I made it happen so I mean granted I wasn't alone you know in doing this and there's a whole bunch of other people who you know have a very similar story to me but I just, it, it blows my mind that the kid from Westerville North who nobody thought was ever going to be able to do anything, or the bad kid, because I was a bad little kid at, you know, Wilder Elementary School, was acting out in class and can't sit still, is now all of a sudden the first grad- college graduate of his family working on a second degree, and seven Saturdays out of a year, I get to play in front of over 100,000 people, like it, it, it kind of, it, it trips me out. Like, you know, you can kind of get caught up in the, you know, oh I got to live in the middle of nowhere, and say college, but it's like, or just other things that could get up, like, you know, schools bothering me, things that could get in the way, but like, when you really, like, when I sit back sometimes and I reflect, I do a lot of reflection before games, like, it blows my mind. Like, the fact that I'm, I'm given the chance, you know, like, all this hard work has paid off, you know, and I'm, extremely blessed and I'm thankful and I want other people to feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. I take, I take this, like, with the D-line specifically, I take us so serious because, like, this is a unit, this is a real unit that I belong to and for the first time in a long time, I'm a part of something that's important, you know, and, like, we win. Like, when I I came in here, like, we're winning. We win. This is what we do. You know, and I wasn't used to that coming from high school. And so it's just I'm like I don't ever wanna feel that feeling of like being a loser ever again. So like I understand like the things and the sacrifices and you know every all the hardships that everybody on this team has had to go through. Like not even just me. So I just I just bring it back out. I bring I whatever energy I feel, I give it right Mm back. And I feel like that's very important to the team because somebody has to be an emotional leader. You know, like, Sean is real, like, calculated. He's like, all right, we're going to do this, this, and this. And then that's going to be it. You know, Shaka is real, like, hey, he's the same way. He's like, this, this, and this. You know, Coach Franklin is like that. Let's do this, this, and this. But somebody's got to get everybody turn. <laughs> somebody's got to get the juices from them. Somebody's got to get the enthusiasm up. And that's me. And I don't have a problem doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm, I'm thankful for that, you know, my teammates respect me enough because, you know it would be real easy for like if somebody would call me out they'd be like so who are you like you don't like you're not living up to the standard of the team or you don't put enough work in xyz to be saying all of this stuff but the fact that my teammates and my coaches respect me enough to let me kind of step into that role is something that I'm very, you know, thankful for and I feel like it's just, it's really important it's it's almost like an it's like an identity of the defense almost you know what i'm saying mm-hmm.
0: You have that identity, and everything happens for a reason, and all the adversity you've overcome has made you the football player you are. And it's absolutely incredible. Outside of those influences, maybe off the field, who has been the biggest impact on your career, or who has had?
1: Mm-hmm. Outside of football, I mean, I would say my big, the biggest impact on me is my mom, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um and it's funny because she actually was the one who uh, put me in the sport because um, she 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 knew I needed an outlet to, uh, you know, to express myself and just, you know. Um, but my mom had me very young. Uh, she had me when she was 18 years old. So in a way, you know, me and her kind of, you know, we – kind of grew up together and we figured each other out, you know, together, we kind of figured life out with each other. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the things that, um, you know, that we had to go through, you know, obviously it wasn't, you know, easy, um, had a lot of hardships just dealing with a, you know, being a, her being a single mother, trying to figure everything out, you know, by herself. Um, yeah, man, she, um. she always, she always held everything down. She's where I get my my work ethic from. She's where I get my passion from, to an extent. Because my mom is kind of she's real fiery, just like me. That's kind of <laughs> where I learned it from. Um, she she's very passionate about the things that she does. She's passionate about her kids. Uh, she's passionate about her family. Um, yeah, man, my mom. I do everything that she's had to go through. I never saw an ounce of quit. In her, so like that's something that I admire a lot, and you know with things when things get you know kind of kind of rocky or things aren't looking the best, I kinda just think I'm like at this at this time i'm twenty two years old, and I turned twenty three this year. My mom had a four year old little boy who was turning five that year. And she had to figure it out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, to an extent, when I think about that, I'm like, are your problems really that, like, are they really that, that serious? Okay. Like, life is a lot harder for a lot of other people. And this is real-life situations. Like, right? this isn't, like, oh, you had a bad practice? Okay. Like, somebody might not be able to eat tonight, you know? Somebody somebody out here, even in state college, somebody doesn't have a home to go to, you know, somebody doesn't have, have, you know, no food to eat, somebody don't have no family, you know, things like that, so, yeah, my mom for sure has been a, uh, a a, a pillar that
0: I lean on. Now, on the field, and that was all, that was absolutely incredible answer, but on the field, who has been the biggest impact? Wow.
1: There's a few. There's a few. Um, first of all, I would have to say, uh, Torrance Brown, Torrance Brown, when I got here, um, he was just like big bro to everybody. You know, he'd welcome everybody in, um, you know, just taught us the playbook, you know, taught us how to function, how to move, you know, just how to, how to, how to get by, you know, how to, how to, you know, manage all of this. Um, then when he left, um, along the same lines, like it was, you know, Parker and Kurt, you know, just watching their film, you know, as a youngin', like, okay, this is how you're supposed to play this and this and that. And, you know, then when they left, it was Sharif. Sharif held it down for all of us, you know, just doing the same thing. And the, I would probably say the biggest, though, the biggest uh, person who's impacting me on the bill is probably Shaka Tony for real, because Shaka he just he's the smartest football player I've ever been around. Like he just knows what's going to happen. He's, it's like his 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 football IQ is just so is so good because he puts so much time and effort into watching film. Like all Shaka does is watch film. Like he knows what's going on. Um, and it's like anytime. Like he, was, major, some of the pla majority of the players that I made was because he told me what was about to happen. He's like, "Yo, you about to get this type of block?" Or he's like, "Yo, be ready, it's coming over here." And then, you know, I'm like, "All right, cool." And then we just, you know what I mean? And it's like him and Coach Spence. You know, just those two, those two guys. You know, really are the the biggest, the biggest people who have who've had an impact on me just since I've been at Penn State. As well as, like, you know, Parker, Curtis, Sharif, and Torrance. And even before, before, way, 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 way before I got here, you know, my Little League coaches, I kind of owe a lot of this to them just because they taught me how to love the game, and, you know, they just, they, they showed me what it was.
0: Now, my final question for you, and this is a big one, so take as much time as you want, with everything to look forward to in your life? I do want to give you a big thing, I guess, to look forward to an answer. When it's all said and done, your football career, your post-football career, your life as a whole, what do you, Antonio Sheldon, want your legacy to be?
1: Wow. Um. I just want to be known as the guy that if you needed me, I was there. Needed me to if you needed me to be there for you, you needed something, I was there. I want to be known as a good friend, uh, a better teammate. You know, hopefully, you know someday a good bad. Um. Although you know I have, you know I have opinions and things that you know sometimes might get me in trouble. You know, I know, I understand I'm not perfect and I don't try to be, I don't pretend to be perfect. But, at the end of the day, I want, I want to, yeah, man, I just want to be known as the guy that, if you needed me, I was there. You know, I, I care about people. Um, I care about people close to me. I don't want to see anybody fail. um, I want to be an example that your current circumstances do not define you as a person. And whatever, you know, whatever issues that may be in your path, you know, eventually it all ends. You know, eventually... You know, tough times, what is it, what is it, tough times don't last, tough people do. You know, just things like that. I just, man, that's a loaded question. (laughs) Um, yeah, man, I just, like, man, that's a whole lot. That's something you can write an essay on, honestly. (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, just a guy that loved what he did, did what he loved, loved hard, um, Hopefully, you know, people say I'm a good person. I like to think I'm a a good person. Um, Yeah, man. That's along the line, that's pretty much it.
0: Well, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to come on. It was absolutely incredible to sit down with you. You're such a humble, passionate, and freak of an athlete on the field. I'm very excited to see what comes next for you. I don't doubt you're going to have a lot of success next season. I'm rooting for you hard. I'm rooting for you guys hard at Penn State. And I don't doubt you're going to have a lot of success at the next level. Before we close out here, I do want to give you the opportunity to plug your social medias, leave off on a general message, or just close out the show however you want. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, you guys can
1: follow me uh, on Instagram and Twitter at underscore groovy 55 Um, I'm on TikTok as well at the groovy one Um, I also have a little photography page that I uh, that I um, I just started up when I start posting stuff it's uh, at underscore shot by groovy Um, she'll be starting a YouTube channel here soon Quick shout out, wanna give a shout out to uh my fraternity, the greatest fraternity in the world, Omega Side Five Fraternity Incorporated. Uh specifically, you know, the notorious new chapter. Just turned ninety nine years old, uh, on March fifteenth. Um, yeah, man, thank you again so much for um, you know, having me on. I always like to um, you know, give people, you know, a chance to like get to know me, you know, uh I'm a journalist myself, so I appreciate the
0: opportunity, man. Thanks for coming on. And that was Antonio Shelton. Watch for him. He's going to be a superstar. Yo, what is up? So in honor of some of my friends having their senior year cut short, I figured at the back half of a few upcoming episodes, I wanted to honor some of their accolades, achievements, and just their incredible missions and accomplishments thus far through their life. So joining me in today's episode for the first edition of Senior Spotlight will be, I will introduce both of them individually. So attending University of Delaware this fall, majoring in criminal justice and minoring in international business affairs. Welcome to Senior Spotlight for the first time, Hannah Kaplan. How's it going, Hannah?
2: It's going good.
0: And now attending the University of Penn State which was the university of a fellow guest on this show earlier in this episode, Antonio Shelton, defensive tackle, majoring in finance. She is Jenna Borco. Jenna, how's it going?
3: It's good. How are you?
0: I'm doing good. So thank you guys both for coming on. So I'm going to start with one of you guys individually, ask you guys a few questions, just recapping your senior year for what it was and kind of talking about what you guys expect in the future. So that sound good?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so starting with Jenna, obviously senior year cut short, but if you had to focus on at least one memory that you had that still made this year special, what would that be? Um,
3: my one memory of this year that's really special was the last pep rally that we all had together because that was the last time the whole school was together at one place. And while it probably wasn't the best one we've ever had, it was definitely fun and something that I'll remember because it was the
2: last one.
0: Hannah, how about you?
2: I would have to say homecoming, because I know we didn't get to have our prom, but it was the first time that our entire group of friends went to homecoming, and it was our first homecoming and our last homecoming.
0: Now, looking at, obviously, you guys have both now committed to schools. Looking at your guys' future, how do you think that going through all this is going to be able to shape how you look at things, like the little things from here on out? And I'll, whoever wants to answer first, you can answer.
3: Um, I'll go first. So I think this is definitely teaching all of us that don't take things for granted um, because starting at the beginning of high school, I always was so excited to graduate and I was so excited for college. But now that the rest of my high school career was taken from me, I definitely wish I, lo- like, I didn't take for granted the like the little things, like going to class, going to get my morning iced coffee. Um, so I think for the future, definitely teach me to pay attention to the little things, hang out with the people I love the most, love
2: them most and really just enjoy life. How about you, Hannah? So I'm going to add on to what Jenna said, and I agree with her, but I also think like these times are teaching me like how to persevere because not only was everything ripped away, but it's so much harder to do online school now. And hopefully like all the colleges open up in the fall, but if they don't, I think it's teaching me that you still need to continue on even in, if the circumstances get difficult and to not be discouraged because easily all of us could have said as soon as prom and graduation and the rest of school was canceled, oh, I'm not going to continue on with my work and I'm just going to stop. But all of us have said, okay, let's finish out our senior year the right way.
0: That makes a lot of sense because at some point there will be a light at the end of the tunnel. And for each of you guys, you guys now know where that light is going to be. So starting with Hannah, what made the University of Delaware the right decision for you?
2: So I have always told myself that I wanted to go actually to the University of Miami and then Going into my senior year, I had this like tunnel vision, like, oh, I'm going to University of Miami. And then I started to look at other schools and I realized that and I wish I would have known this sooner, that I should have had an open mind because there's some there like Delaware was obviously the better choice for me. And it ultimately came down to what is going to help me the best getting into law school. And that is why I chose Delaware
0: jenna why did you choose the university of penn state
3: i so to start out is i was always dreaming of a big school with the school spirit that i don't feel like i've had throughout my high school experience so i wanted a sense of belonging and just bleeding their school colors so when i was making my list i limited it down to 10 and while that might sound like a lot that was a pretty small list for myself. And at the end of the day, Penn State is where I felt most at home. They have one of the best business programs in the country. And I love the state called co- like where state college is. I love the downtown and the school spirit. is absolutely amazing. They call it the cult. So if anyone ever has the chance to go to Penn State, I 100% recommend.
0: Now, you guys have your college planned, and that's four years of your life, and for both of you guys, potentially longer than that. But if you had to say maybe a five-year goal or maybe just even a broad goal for the next, say, 10 years, what would just one goal be for each of you, I guess starting with Jenna here?
3: Um. Well, first and foremost, I just want to graduate in four years with a finance degree. And then I think my five- to 10-year goal is to move to south and then hopefully work in investments somewhere.
0: Hannah, how about you?
2: I definitely want to graduate, and I want to make sure that I maintain a high GPA throughout my four years, and then I'm looking to go to law school, and I'm hoping that I will go to NYU or Fordham, but it's it's in the future, and wherever I go, I go, and I'm, I hope after law school I'll get a... Uh, job working in the city maybe and that's what I hope
0: now everybody who tunes in knows that at the end of every episode with an interview of any sort I do ask a question and it's a big question so I'll ask you both individually this when it's all said and done starting with you Hannah your life as a whole college everything what do you want your legacy to have been
2: I have two legacies. I really want to be known as like to everyone, to my peers, to people in high school and college as like a truly nice person. And I hope that like people realize like when they hear my name, they'll say, oh, she's such a great person. She's so giving and loving. But obviously I also want to be known as being a successful person. Like I think that in today's day and age, it's, it's something to be said about a successful woman. And I hope that in 20 years from now or even 10 years, that when people say, oh, I know Hannah Kaplan, she is a great lawyer for this big law firm.
0: Very cool. And Jenna, the same question to you. What do you want your legacy to be?
2: So that's a really hard question.
3: Um, I definitely want to be known as someone who's very giving and can always be counted on and um, just sees the best in everyone and people to begin with. And... Honestly, like, I don't really know what else I hope to be successful because as Hannah says, a woman in business or a woman, especially a lawyer, um, to be successful is something to be very, very proud of. So, yeah, I kind of agree with what Hannah said and overall, just a good person.
0: Well, ladies, I cannot thank you guys enough for doing this. And I am sorry. And I am going to end pretty much every senior spotlight with this. Sorry, because it is unfair that your guys senior years got cut short as much as there's always a rivalry between classes and being a junior and you guys being the seniors it is very sad that you guys did have that cut short but i'm glad that you two still have an optimistic outlook on the future and i can't thank you guys enough for coming on but i do want to give you the opportunity to plug your social medias before we close out here and thanks again for coming on guys starting with whoever wants to go first (laughs)
3: <laughs> okay, so
2: <laughs> um, my Instagram is PV 23 Hannah? And my Instagram is Cap.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was Hannah Kaplan and Jenna Borco. Watch out for them taking over the business world in just a few years. My thanks to Antonio Shelton for joining the show, the absolute beast from Penn State, My best of luck goes out to him and the Nittany Lions next season, and I will be rooting them on and hoping that specifically Antonio as well has a phenomenal season and wishing him nothing but the best of luck as he looks forward to potential NFL career. I also want to thank Jenna and Hannah for coming on in our first edition of Senior Spotlight. So if you know a senior that you believe deserves the chance to shine, let us know at Ambitious Podcast on Instagram, at Ambitious with DP on Twitter, or at Ambitious with Dylan Price YouTube channel somehow you can reach out to us there as well or email us and that's in our instagram just get a hold of us and let us know a senior that deserves to be honored and give us a way to contact them so they can come on and tell their story and get their moment to shine because it was deprived because of the coronavirus pandemic so thanks to all them for coming on and tune in next week for an episode with defensive tackle from the denver broncos shelby harris and potentially another guest as well